Hello, uh, welcome to Strongside. This week we are talking to Beth Black, who is a musician and a friend of mine who plays in a couple of bands and has done the rare thing of actually managing to make a job out of being an, a musician. So there's some really interesting things to learn about what Beth has done in her career and how she's got to this point. Um, so what I'm interested in is how long have you been playing music and at what point when you were playing music did you think this is what I want to do as a job? Okay so I've technically been playing music since I was about three because my mum took me to one of those like colour strings classes for kids and then from that I went on to play violin and then from that I went on to play clarinet and then I just like it was always a thing there was always like I'm part of music that's just what I do but then I guess when I was in third year or fourth year I joined the orchestra and then I ended up touring to Germany and it was just like I was like oh I could do music as like a thing that's Mm -hmm. like a job I want to do and then for a little while I was like no actually I don't I want to do physics and then that was gone and I was like no music (laughs) physics is really hard though so that's probably yeah I had this like really staunch feminist physics teacher who was like there are not enough women in physics I was like oh so she's like inspired you to yeah it's like I could be a woman in physics but then actually I was like no no I can't and then yeah so so early on you you saw yourself as like a maybe a classical musician maybe oh, an yeah. orchestra member 100 percent. Okay. and then i went to uni and studied classical performance for two years and hated it because they were like don't make music with anybody else just learn your scales you've got to be top of your game like basically fuck everyone you've got to be the best and that's what it's like right. something like four percent of people who come out of like conservatoires in the uk become actual classical working musicians I was like, I'm not really into so that. You think that level of stress is what puts a lot of people oh, off? Oh, totally. It's so, like, it's, just, it's so bitchy. It's so, like, Intense I've got to be better than you. Right. And, like... Is it because it's, it is really competitive or is it because it's just that that's the culture it's just they have to be... I think it's mostly the culture. Right. Although it is really competitive and there's so many people wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. Like the conservatoires, there's a lot of people, and lots of people come from overseas to be in the conservatoires in the UK, and then, yeah, just like there's only two clarinetists in every orchestra, and there's only like five or six big professional orchestras, right. so that's only ten people mm-hmm. out of however many across the whole of UK getting these jobs. Okay, for sure, so, yeah. So, I think that's what's what what interests me most about you is I know a lot of people who play in bands and play music, and and obviously they want it to be their job in terms of they want their band to get famous, but. You went down a, a classical route, learned your instrument, learned your scales like you had to, and then you kind of found punk and like DIY and, and that sort of... At what point did you come across that and think, oh, this is an interesting sort of route into into music? Or Yeah, I guess, like... So the first gigs, like when I started coming to gigs, so I left Aberdeen, I was studying in uni and I hated it and I was like, I don't want to be a classical musician, this is shite, I want to make music with other people. So I dropped out and came back to Glasgow and I was dating Kenny at the time and he took me to one of your shows at Block. And I was like, oh, cool, like, here are some people just playing music and hanging out. And then I think from like, uh, like the thing of we're just going to play music and it doesn't matter yeah, if it so, like, doesn't get anywhere. You can be rougher in the edges and it's not about Yeah, like, it's not like you don't need to be and... top of your game or you don't need to be like... Cause, and like, at that same point, I got really into Tiger Shot mm-hmm. and 
so for all intents and purposes they can't sing vocals no. are like kind of and a sort of yeah and a sort of like if you were to measure it against your, your yeah like a Simon, classical performance yeah, or, or, or your Simon Callow of the world or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. they're like yeah the, their singing voices aren't nice but it's music that I really really like yeah so it's just that thing of like no actually like what is music what like does it yeah, need to so be redef- this gave you, gave you a different yeah redefined that's exactly the right thing okay. of like that's interesting yeah. to me as well because um, obviously I know your family are really musical so you know your your dad's like an excellent bass player and plays a bunch of different instruments and um, having that in the house was that just always an encouragement to like pick up an instrument and play something or play the keyboard or like did, do you, did you guys play music together? Is that something Not that really we did once for my mum's 50th birthday we like formed a band so like my dad's friend was a drummer and my dad and me my boyfriend at the time who was a guitarist and my little brother formed this like yeah. essentially like a wedding band and we just learned a bunch of covers mm-hmm. but that was the only time we've really like yeah. made music together we're really like sort of not embarrassed but we don't like we don't ever sing all together or like no. we're well, not, it's not like the sound of I'm music I'm actually kind of glad or, that sounds pretty that <laughs> yeah. sounds pretty scary but like my dad bought me a bass for my Christmas like mm-hmm. eight years ago or something I didn't even play it at that point it was just like Merry Christmas and he would always like buy me guitars like so, we went into cash converters and stuff it was sort of so. there and yeah. then you know I think that's kind of inspirational I, and also your mum works in healthcare so yeah. I guess that's so you managed to cross over those two things yeah well my mum and dad are always like I'm exactly like half of my mum and half of my dad just like pushed together as a whole person well, that's, because that's really cool yeah. so you part of your career as a musician is you work with with people with additional support needs yeah. and use music as a sort of therapy and I can only imagine that that would be so. You've gone from the high pressure environment of classical trying to like be the best to kind of discovering the sort of punk avenues, but it's maybe not as important. I would say to me, it seems like that that job must be super fulfilling to see the impact that music can have on people who who need certain stimulation, need certain certain things to kind of bring them out of themselves. Is that true, or is that yeah, no, totally. It's so like, oh, I like can't even describe to you what it's like going to like a job where you're surrounded by musicians and surrounded by people that you're just like you play a song and they're like, oh my god, this is amazing! You're like, I did that. I made you like feel like this is amazing. It's so good. But I think that like ties in with the sort of punk side of it because obviously, if you're work- some of the kids that we work with in the school are so complexly disabled, like. When I say to people, I was like, oh, I'm a music tutor for kids with additional support needs. They're like, oh, so what do you teach? And it's like, well, actually, like, even if we can encourage somebody to hold on to a drumstick without throwing it away for more than 10 minutes, that's, like, a huge achievement. So, obviously, like, that compared to, like, the classical world of, like, everything's got to be perfect, you've got to be the best. It's just totally, like... It's almost the opposite. It's almost, like you know, making the sound is more than enough and and even being involved or hearing and experiencing the sound. So mm-hmm. that, that ties in with something that I really wanted to cover with this podcast and it's not necessarily that musicians and mental health are tied together. I think music and mental health are tied together. I think that the experience of being involved in playing music or making music can really help but I think it can also it can be a coping mechanism and it can also be something that can influence it negatively. Is that something you've experienced? Have you felt under pressure as as a musician or as a member of a band and your own mental health has kind of overwhelmed that or is it something that you use to kind of come out of these like so when you're having a bad time do you 
go and get a practice or play a show or is it all of those things? Yeah, I think personally for me, it's like a stress release. So I could be having like a really, really stressful day and like just having a bad time. But then especially playing live, although also at practices, you're just like, there's something about being in a band, for me anyway, that you can go and you can jump about and like you can do things that are like, so I couldn't just go into a shop and start thrashing around and yeah. breaking shit, but like I could knock over my mic stand and scream really loudly on stage and people would be like, that's really cool, she's pure screaming. Whereas like, you can't just go home and scream if you've had like a bad day. So I yeah. find it like... Cathartic. Yeah, cathartic. Yeah. But there's also something of like... So I watched this really interesting TED talk where somebody described stage fright or like talks about stage fright. It's a person diagnosed with social anxiety talking about stage fright and they're saying that like normal things for them give them stage fright so like going into a shop or making a phone call mm. is like really like a scary and stressful and hard thing but then they get on stage and they just they have it's like the opposite so like they're really comfortable talking in front of each other and I really like that really resonated with me I really feel the same of like there's something especially this like we've got to the feminist bit okay. <laughs> something about like being a girl on stage jumping about because people don't see that often they're yeah. like oh that's really cool so I could literally do anything and uh-huh. people would be like oh wow there's like there's a girl playing the bass on stage whereas like if I go into a shop and like you know when someone's like thank you have a nice day and you're like thank you or whatever like yeah. or if someone says happy birthday to you and you say happy birthday back and you're yeah, like yeah. no <laughs> like I can do that in real life and I do it all the time and it's just like oh fuck but on stage I could say what I like and people are still like wow you're really cool it's definitely yeah. something I've experienced as well I think day to day little simple things can be overthought to the point where they produce anxiety or make you feel stressed or make you feel down and you can avoid them or you can end up you know not doing them at all but I think I'm I'm different to you like I think my anxiety does mount as as pressure goes up but I think you're someone that rises to that and, and you do get get something out of that performance aspect like we've had chats before where I've said I don't think I could play in front of like a thousand, two thousand, three thousand people and you're like, no, the more the merrier. Like it wouldn't make any difference to me. Yeah, totally. And that's a totally different mindset, but it's really interesting to me. So what is it about that that you think that, that sort of crowd of people all sort of focusing on you how does that avoid something that you, you, you would think it would trigger Yeah something? Or is it that you're not necessarily anxious, it's a different thing or I don't know. Yeah, well I definitely think partly because I've now been performing on stages for years and years. So, like, it was just clarinet recitals back yeah. in the day. But, like, so there's part of it that it's just, like, well, I just perform now. It just mm-hmm. I can just do it. But also, like, especially, like, the, the sort of safety in numbers thing of, like, a crowd of 3,000, if there's six of them in there that really didn't like it, it doesn't None matter because yeah. it'll be overthrown by people being like, yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. Whereas like... If there's six and all six of them didn't like it, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. But yeah. even then, I find it quite easy to be like, I don't, like, I'm having a really nice time. It, yeah. it doesn't matter, sort of thing. It, I don't I don't know if I know the answer to like, why it's... It took me a really long time to get other people who don't even know that their voice is in my head out of my head as in terms of like, judging me as a musician. Uh, I used to think that I had to follow this set of like principles that no one had ever told me that I'd invented and that, but they all had faces and names of real people <laughs> so I'd be like oh Dave will think that's rubbish Stephen you can't do that that's 
crap, you know? And, and I think that's partly... For a long time, I never really got the full experience of performing in a band because I was always really paranoid about how I was coming across and how... Mm. I know that my musicianship is at a certain level. I know what level it's at. I'm, I'm comfortable with it. But for a long time, I was always like, if you do X and Y you'll seem like you're better at this or you'll you know and now I, now maybe just because I'm a bit older and I don't really care what other people think of me but <laughs> for a while it was it was really I found that really stressful so I think that's probably what that sort of stems from for me um have you ever had an experience where you were you thought you were all ready to go and then it just hit you and you were just suddenly like no I don't want to do this I don't like I'm scared of this in terms of in music. terms of like performing or just in terms of like music I'd say musically, I mean, I think in life we've all got to that at some point, but, in, you know, has yeah. it ever, have you ever been overwhelmed? Like Only at university. Okay. In fact, a few times at university, partly with all the, like, written work, and there's so much just, like, mm-hmm. yeah, university was a total shambles for me, basically, but, so when I went back, so I did two years, and then I dropped out, and went, then went back two years later, and was doing this degree that was like perfect for my job and I really really enjoyed it but part of that I had to do these performance exams but and then and at that point I was in slow light so I was already in that sort of like mentality of perfection doesn't make music and like I was working with all the guys additional support needs and like they come up with some incredible songs even though they're not like you wouldn't get an A at university for them so I was doing these university exams and they mark you down for what you wear so you have to it's unreal so you, the girls have to wear a dress and it has to be like a recital dress it's got to be like quite nice and you get marked on how good your performance is like so how many notes you get it? right basically and i just couldn't i mean i thought it was shite from the start I couldn't be arsed with but like, towards but then point, yeah. at that point maybe like so i wasn't quite prepared for it because i was kind of like ugh, this is rubbish and then like maybe like half a day before going in i had to drive up i left glasgow at six in the morning and drove up for my exam up to aberdeen with this stupid dress like in my bag ready to go and beforehand i was like i'm not prepared for this this is yeah awful and then the whole way through i was like i feel uncomfortable because i'm wearing this stupid dress and these nice shoes and i'm singing this song in like italian that i just don't care about and i'm singing it wrong (laughs) and i can tell that the people i'm singing to know that it's shite Mm -hmm. and i was just like oh man but by that point i totally knew what i wanted to do and knew that i would probably get there without that exam yeah so it was easier just to be like just get through it but it was still like i know what you mean so Having been on both sides of those, those things, do you think that, again, this is a, uh, maybe a feminist thing, um, <laughs> do you think that the that, that boys can kind of just pick up an instrument, start a band, and they can be fucking terrible? Oh, yeah. And that's fine, and eventually they might be good, or eventually they'll still be terrible, but the more common girls route into music is through that sort of high-pressure, more, like, classical, oh, you have to do it this way. And yeah. do you think that might have something to do per, do you think personally that might have something to do why so few girls end up in bands and stuff like that because it's a different a different yeah. route in a different world and they do have that sort of level high level of judgment don't get me wrong i'm sure there are people on your course that were that were guys that were feeling the same pressure and and, and oh, yeah. didn't enjoy it as much but it seems to me that in a sort of from a school level like you can you, i was in little rubbish bands in high school and but it seemed like all the girls that played guitar either played classical guitar or keyboard or this sort of yeah, like girls that's the just encouragement. don't form bands. And I actually remember being at school and I was friends with a group of guys in the year above me and they'd started this 
band who even knows like they yeah. probably didn't have any songs they're like oh Bethel you'd be in be in our band and I don't remember this but I was talking to my mum about it recently and she was like those boys wanted you to be in the band but you just felt like it wasn't your place or it wasn't your thing or like I didn't have the confidence to go and do it or felt like no I, I don't know how to be yeah. in a band or something but I think like when I was at school it was like being in a band that'd be like oh amazing but then actually now that I'm older I realise that all the guys that, like because Sean was like not even musical and he was in a band yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah and like practically everyone I know has been in one that yeah it's just like a group of mates or, or, that are like know, one we're a band did a certain level of well and yeah it just it seems to be seems to be a really common thing that's really funny that you were invited to be in a band didn't think it was your place and now you play in like five <laughs> yeah. so but I've spent years in fact there's a Facebook status of mine from about six years ago and it says all I want to do is play bass and sing harmonies in a band I remember that because when we needed a bass player <laughs> you were like I, oh I, yeah recalled it and thought <laughs> I know someone that wants to play bass and sing harmonies in a band but so like I wanted to do it so so bad but, but I just couldn't irony find was as well that you couldn't play bass or you well <laughs> yeah. not you couldn't play bass it, you I wasn't a bassist proficient at bass yeah you picked it up very well because you have music and you did it really quickly but yeah it's so I mean there's a bit of a weird disconnect to be someone that wants to play bass in a band but isn't actually practicing bass or whatever <laughs> yeah. you know yeah I never thought to be like maybe I should get really good at bass and then I could be in a band I just like wanted to be in that hanging out with your mates making music thing I didn't want to actually be good at bass and but... how has that been obviously since you started with slow light other other people have, have been like oh please join our band and that's <laughs> yeah. pretty pretty good I mean you've you played for us you played for Benjamin Blue you played for the Great Albatross yep. um who else am I, am I missing anyone else nobody else that's not my work but I play bass in my work band now yeah. as well but which is the the Fridays, Fridays yeah based at Music Hall um I'll plug for you there <laughs> shout out <laughs> yeah. you, um, they deserve a shout out it's absolutely amazing so. <laughs> yeah they're good good guys but yeah so um I guess what is interesting to me is that you've sort of you basically you started with music as something this is this big far-reaching potential future career and you kind of narrowed it down but what I've noticed about you as a person and maybe this is essential to like creating this career is that you're one of the busiest people I know <laughs> and I wondered if that was something that you do to keep yourself busy to cope with some of your mental health stuff or is it something that is a result of it? Or is it, again, is it something that, like, is just essential? There's, you need to do, like, four or five little jobs before you can build it up into a proper job as a, as a musician? Is that...? Yeah, I think it's probably, like, a bit of everything. So, yeah. like, I've definitely got a portfolio career of, like, there's no one person that can give me a job that's a Monday to Friday, nine to five, because there's just not funding for mm -hmm. those kind of work. So you do have to be like, okay, I can pick up like 20 quid a week there and, and sort of put it all together that way. Um, and then also like, because I'm just sort of starting out, so I only graduated like a year and a half ago, there's still that thing of like, I kind of need to prove myself, I kind of need to like get my fingers in lots of pies so that I can sort of make it full time. But I also think it's definitely like a symptom of being a really anxious person that if I just... Like, um, are busy all the time yeah I really I'm struggling just now because on a Tuesday I'm not working during the day I'm not working till five so every Tuesday I wake up and I'm like uh, I need to what am I going to do today I should can I just stay in bed but no I should get up and do something and like, uh, not really sure but actually like 
on day like Wednesdays I get up I'm at work for nine I go to a different work when I finish there's like a half hour break and then I go to another job and I don't go home till 10 o'clock and that's such a good day for me because I'm like okay let's do this let's get up cup of tea get the door do you think that that just gives you time out of your brain where you don't have to like you you know what you're focusing on at that time and you don't have to like you're not sort of on your own and you're not yeah kind of getting worried about things or, or overthinking things or yeah totally but also like I do really at the weekends I'm like I want to be on my own read a book do nothing and like I quite enjoy that time yeah. like definitely an introvert rather than an extrovert so like right. I really yeah you're just... not like a club person I know yeah. you're always trying to drag us to the cows <laughs> yeah, apart but... from the cows <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I know I know what you mean I think we, we kind of touched on it earlier and I think it's really interesting so I think we should maybe bring it up um, that we both kind of have this tendency to have this sort of what's next question and I think that is is a symptom that I've I've seen in a lot of people who suffer from anxiety and mental health things and depressions uh, that they're worried that the thing that they're doing is not enough and then mm-hmm. what's the next thing that we're doing and, and it can be like from going from place to place or just thought to thought or you know and I think that that drives a lot of people to to keep really busy or to try and deflect from time alone and reflecting on these things yeah so yeah do you think that that can affect you in that you don't enjoy the thing that you're actually doing right at the moment because you're yeah well I always like I've noticed this strange thing that so I've been doing a lot of the people I've been working with I've been working with them for like a year mm-hmm. and I go so like I'll drive to the house and take all my instruments and go in and do an hour's music with whoever and before it I'll get really nervous as if it's like my first shift yeah I'll be like oh my god I can't like can't wait for this to be over so I just get home and then when I'm there obviously it's fine and then afterwards I'm like oh man that was really great I can't wait till next week and then next week we'll come around again and I'm like oh my god I'm really nervous like and I think that thing of like what's next what will we do next like when do I get to go home when do I get to mm-hmm. do that thing that's like yeah that's the total like anxiety ticking over but then I'd hate to say that I'm doing all of this work just to distract no. myself no. I probably wouldn't go as far to say that but then I think it's definitely as you said I think it's got elements of all of it and I think I've, you know I identified pretty early on that uh, you you need to have all these different strands for it to form into one yeah, thing yeah totally um, I remember you know early on you were you were driving up to Aberdeen and back down and working two jobs, you know, in opposite ends of the city and all that. And I, I just, I was exhausted just <laughs> hearing about it. Um, I guess, in a sort of trying to wrap things up sense, um, do you have advice for someone like you or or anyone really who wants to be a musician, who wants to create opportunities for themselves, but is finding it difficult to get involved in either a band or, you know, what what, what can you do? And how, how can you go about sort of? Yeah, it's a question that like I've been asked loads by loads of people recently. I think just because I've been talking a lot about what I do to lots of people because I love it. Yeah. So like I really want to do that. How do I do it? Yeah. And I think the problem that I've seen people come up against is that they join bands or they go to get a job somewhere thinking this will be the thing that makes me really famous or this will be the thing Mm -hmm. that makes me a millionaire or this is like this is going to be it. Whereas I've never really had that thought. I've always just been like, oh, I'd really like to work with people with additional support needs. i really like to be in a band with my mates playing bass. Mm. And then when you get there, I think there's a thing of like, that's really funny actually. I've just, it's occurred to me that that's like the only thing that I've never been like, what's next? What are we doing? I've just yeah. been like, this okay, is, I'm this here. Is this is this, the thing. And this is a little 
we'll put that there and then we'll put that there. Yeah. It's more like building a wall than, than just trying to find the whole house all at once. Kind yeah, of totally. And I think like, so a lot of the jobs that I have now started from volunteering opportunities of just me saying, I'm really interested in your work. Can I come and see what you do? So like the Fridays I'd emailed and I'd said, I want a job working in some capacity with music, with people with additional support needs. Can I come along? And I came along and then they knew that I could sing. So I joined the band and then I volunteered for about three months. And then at the end of that, they got some funding in for a like um, trainee position job. And they were like, do you want to stay here and we'll pay you for it? And I was like, yes, yes. do that, please. And that's the same with like being in bands, like I joined Soul Light just in a sort of like, I want to be in a band with my mates. And then Craig from Benjamin Blue was like, we want someone like you. Will you be in the band? Then the same with the great Albatross. They were like, we need a bassist. Can yep. you so it's about being in the right places, putting yeah. yourself in those positions. I think ironically though, um, one of the messages that I, I really want to get across with Strongside and with this, the, with whenever I talk to anyone is that just because you have mental health issues, when you have things that are going on in your life that bring you down at times, that doesn't mean that you're not a functioning person and you're not actually, because if you, if you listen back to a lot of that stuff and then people were like, but didn't you say you were depressed? it doesn't it doesn't always stop you from doing these things it doesn't always stop you from sending that email or making that connection it's just about having the right amount of energy at the right time and 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 pushing yourself and putting yourself in those situations and i think that music and these opportunities can really bring people into communities so you working with the, the people with additional support needs that gives that opens a huge world that like isn't accessible to me personally as a musician because it's not something I'm involved in but even you know the punk and DIY world is like a whole world of 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 individuals who all have different mindsets but all pushing in the same direction and I think that for me is is the overriding positive it's not about the song that you make that's like the best song that gets played on the radio or bought or the t-shirts you sell or the you know the 3,000 people or the five people (laughs) it's the communities and I think yeah that's what makes taking that leap worthwhile if oh, you know what totally. I mean and and yes there are anxi- like anxiety ridden situations that you bring yourself into by sort of volunteering for that it must be difficult at times in your work because yeah. there are a lot of times where you have to navigate awkward situations and, and make sure that people are okay and they're safe and they're happy and you know for someone that, that suffers from anxiety that's a challenge in itself so I think the message again that I'm trying to put across is there's always a, a, there's always hope there's always a way around it there's always a way to you know if you're feeling down think about something that you did think about something that you're doing you know yeah I think like that's the big thing about having music as my job is that even on days where I wake up and I'm like oh I just don't want to do this today that I mean part of it is there's kids with additional support needs that being around yeah they're relying on me to bring the music but also like you can do any you play a drum and they're like this is the best you are the best and i'm like oh yeah i'm the best (laughs) but also just like i mean i guess for me it's music and for you it's probably music too but there'll be other people who like are really into trains or whatever and getting the train to work like sorts them out i always just think even on days where i'm feeling really anxious i've got my like bubble so Mm. like i go into work and i'm like this is my place this is what i can do I'm quite good at it and I like to do so I will do it and then when I get home I can be anxious again about like whatever 
but when I'm there in the moment of like, yes, this is like, this is the thing that I want to do. So it sort of just like masks that, that a little and bit. All of and all that other stuff doesn't. Yeah, I can worry about anything. getting famous when I get home tonight, or like worry about not being able to pay the bills, which is like freelance musician is... probably going to happen. But <laughs> that's fair enough. That's that's something that everybody worries about, no matter what you do, <laughs> yeah, whether you totally. have a full time job or not. Um, but yeah, I think we've covered a lot of really interesting stuff, and thank you so much for giving us your time no, and thanks for being the first proper guinea pig really because me and ross were kind of trial we'd like to apologize for ross's uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. inability to be here he was both hungover and sick <laughs> so um that, i thought it was hungover that turned into sickness it's it's a rare form <laughs> yeah but i'm sure he's actually sick or he would definitely have came because you know he he's really into this um <laughs> i'd like to take another quick thank you to Lewis for letting us use his studio and to Ooh, Ross for yes. operating the camera and being Ooh, yes. uh, the most organised person involved in this podcast <laughs> please stay tuned for more interesting guests and people who have been through various mental health issues and play in bands thank you cool we did it <laughs>